All right, let's get into it. UFC Vegas 71. Man, but so far, whew, boy, Friday. Lord have mercy. I Listen, I'm going to tell you, I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted, man. Oh, my God, I was tired as hell. We had one championship in the morning. We had, then it was, the, the hardcores were tested. That was it. We all, you know, we couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. One championship? Nah, we're not missing no one championship. You want violence? Because the problem with, to me, a hipster is really not someone who's a hardcore. It's somebody who's like, yeah, no, we got to watch this fight right here, this fight card right here, because it's so important. Like, no, man, no, we don't. No. You know, I know we have to watch LFA. Like, I love LFA. LFA is fantastic. And you do need to watch LFA because, again, this is another, you know, and this car fight car isn't LFA. Basically, an LFA car like it was, like the past couple cars have. Even for a pay-per-view, we had a bunch of LFA alumni. Alex Pieta made, you know, one, you know, I believe it was just a one fight. But he also, too, touched LFA. So that is a fight car, like I said. So, um, I mean, CFFC, if you're a true casual, like CFFC isn't, um, yeah, you, you should watch it, but. Yeah, LFA is the one. Like I said, Cage Warriors. Because Cage Warriors, that one, I would say that one above all else, especially if you're a European. You definitely have to, um, I don't understand you not watching Cage Warriors. I don't understand you, that that makes no sense. But I understand, but you know what, let me take that back. Right, let me take that back. Well, first of all, I thought that stuff was free. I guess, I don't know, if Fight Pass isn't free for y'all? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not too familiar with uh, that. But I kind of can see it because that's only one fight card. Why are you paying ten dollars a month just to watch one fight card, or one, well, one promotion rather? But it's, it's UFC Fight Pass, so you can watch everything. You can watch old UFC fights. Like I'm not trying to sell UFC Fight Pass because ain't like they paying me, you know. But yeah, the upsets. Oh my God. Well, no upsets in the main card over at Bellator. That was in Hawaii. It's like Dana White. Oh, you know, we can't get to Hawaii. Why? Because Bellator is there. Yeah, we get out here and we made stuff happen. Oh, you did. But you don't have Max Holloway fighting in Hawaii? Word, son? And what, a week later? <laughs> we got Bellator, two back-to-back -back cars. Back-to-back -back cars on Bellator. Come on, son. See, you see what I'm saying? You see, see what I mean? Oh, he talks. I do not listen. Do you hear me? I don't want to hear a word he got to say, Jack. Oh, my. Cause come on, man. Like, Come on, son. Stop it. It's, just, it's inexcusable. You got Max Hot. Come on, man. This dude ain't going to be around forever. You know, like this fight with the Korean Zombie was an excellent call out. But I expect him to hang it up. It's like, dude, you can't beat Volkanovski. We got to accept that. But yeah, man, Bellator, we got Liz Carmouche. She did her thing. Listen, Bellator, I haven't checked my how, my results of the betting over there, but we're talking about back-to-back -back cars. That is money. Now, I think I'm influencing people to being uh, um, uh, what, what are you, uh, degenerate gamblers, as my man Cyrus will say. Uh, listen, because, you know, being, in a, being at a casino, you see the addiction, and it's, it's pretty hard. It's, you know, any addiction is bad. Gambling is just as bad as any other addiction. 
you know, because you lose self-control. And then what makes gambling even worse, because, you know, it's a casino. So they want you nice and comfortable, so you spend your money. So that's why they have the drinks. It's not to, it's not so you need, because you need hydration. It's so you get you drunk, so you sit up there and piss away more money. And that's what people do. Sit up there, drink after drink. Now, this one woman I saw, she had not a single drink. She was just running around attacking the the slot machines, which is what the, a lot of addicts end up doing. Or they're, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. I've seen them going crazy with the bets, yelling and screaming with the bets. And like I said, we saw people on the timeline. When you, because some bets, you know, you never know. You never know. Like this fight card right here, UFC Vegas 71, pretty much a lot of vets facing off against each other. So anything can happen. That's understandable. But there are such, there is, believe it or not, there are, to me, there is such a thing as stupid bets. Like that, I'll never forget, like certain football player putting $50,000 down on Jorge because he was a friend. Talking about something he saved all his money from when he was playing. Did you? Really? I, I, it's, I find that highly suspicious when you're putting down stupid money on stupid. That's $50,000 on Jorge Masvidal to beat Usman? How? Because that's, that's what I like. Like, how? Because then we can get our parlay together. Why, you just put 50 grand on a flat bet just for him to win? That was it? Yeah, he was a plus. He was a huge plus. But I'm like, how? He was no way he was going to beat Usman. That, that wasn't the question. The question was whether or not Usman was in the rematch, whether or not Usman was going to knock him out. That was the big question. Like, yeah, he's going to win, but knock out him, yeah, maybe. And he went on and knocked Jorge out. But I was like, there was no actual way for Jorge to win that fight, though. Kickboxing? Nah. Versus someone with Trevor Whitman striking? I think Trevor Whitman striking is a tad overrated. But come on, son. It's not like he going in there blunt and just wrestling. Nah, man. It was no way for Jorge to win that fight. I couldn't see a single way for that dude to win the fight. First of all, it's just kickboxing. That's all he can do. He can't. Ain't no submissions. Ain't no takedowns. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't. And he's not going to get real creative with the striking. His speed isn't going to be great because he's old. Like, I was just like, what? Like, come, man. So there is such a thing as dumb bets. And I'm like, come on. Uh-uh. You want to bet on Michelle Waterson to beat Yuan and Check? Another example. So it's not happening. It's just the only question with that fight is how bad was Waterson's beatdown going to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a question of is she going to get knocked out like Carla Sparza did? Or is she going to last the whole five rounds? That was the only question. Her winning? No. <laughs> like her versus Jean Wei Lee. She gets killed. She can't beat her. She gets Carlos Sparza versus Jean Wei Lee. No. I didn't know. And there were times where, look, I put money on Carla. The time I put money on Carla was her versus Marina Rodriguez. Because I thought she would just sneak away with a victory. Sneak away with a victory. Not do anything dominant. Because that's, you know, no. Because that's not what Carla can do. I thought she could sneak away with a victory, and that's what she did. Split decision, snuck away with another victory, because that's what she does. She kind of sneaks away with these victories. So, yeah, there are there is such a thing as stupid bets, okay? And that's the first thing, like a certain, oh, my God, I'm not going to mention his name on my podcast. I don't want to curse the podcast. But, yeah, a certain MC, oh, my God, I always bets on who's cursed. How much money? I mean, he done lost. The, he breaks even. 
million, a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars. I think he did a million one time and lost it. Doing flat bets, no kind of parlay, no line bets, no nothing. I'm like, dude, what you? And you just do a flat bet for Patty Pimplet and Molly McCann to win. That's it. That's not a lot of money coming back. Yeah, but he bet a lot of money, so it's not. He's not getting a lot of money back. Like this, come on, it's just a flat. It's no parlay in there. It's no plus money in there at all. Come on, son. He don't know what he's doing. That's an addict. That's an addict. That individual, you know what I'm talking about. He has an addiction. Come on, man. That's not, ain't no 50 grand for no. How can we take 10 grand and turn it into 100 grand? That's what I'm talking about. Okay? <clears throat> and then how can we do it where we make a substantial amount where once it gets taxed, I'm in the U.S., once it gets taxed, we still got a good chunk of change coming back because people keep forgetting about taxes and things. If you don't examine any of those things, if you don't sit down and examine anything and you just say, oh, I think this person's going to win because you're a simp or a knucklehead, man, please stop. Stop. If you don't sit down and organize your finances, you got no business doing anything related to no betting. That's just it's just a, it's just a transference of money. You need to sit down and organize your goddamn life. And if you can't sit down, take five minutes. Okay, if your attention deficit disorder is so bad that you can't sit down for five minutes and go over your finances, okay, you got no business. I don't give a damn if it was a dollar or five dollars. If you not or if you win, you win. So you put down a small amount and then double it, triple it. If you're not organizing even that small amount, if you just piss it away at the supermarket, you're going to end up in the minus and you're going to keep ending up in the minus. You're going to end up where you're looking at your check. Instead of being up $40, you're going to be below $40. Next thing you know, you're going to be getting your check and spending your whole check, your work check, and you're not going to have any money left over. Mind you, you done bet some small change, had a profit, but you ain't put the profit to the side. Okay? It's it's not okay. It's, I'm saying okay, but it's not okay. All right. Let's get into Vegas 71. Man, one championship. Man, my man Simipec went down. Talk about underdogs. Oh, my God. Felipe Lobo. Put, not only this, you got the number one and number two in the band, men's Muay Thai Bantamweight division. The world well, the champion in the number one, rather. Not only did they fight on the same card, they both got knocked out. Oh, yikes. I don't have one championship numbers. But yeah, I did, man. Planet Earth got those two wrong. <laughs> ain't no, I ain't had no damn. Well, Felipe Lobo, yeah, you know what I mean? He had a chance. But no, I didn't give Jonathan Haggerty a chance at all. I thought he was going to get killed. Man, listen, he said not today. Whoo, boy. Now, UFC Vegas 71. Let's do this. Heavyweight, we have Sergey Pop. Now, this right here, UFC Vegas 71 is going to be my suspect of suspect picks ever. I'm warning you. You're probably going to stop listening to me after this. Okay, I'm probably going this month. These picks are probably going to be absolute trash. I apologize ahead of time, but I do call this suspect picks. All right. Sergey Pavlovich, seven, 17 and one versus Curtis Blades, 17 and three. A very, very important matchup right here to see who may, in fact, get in that range. Because right now, Sergey is number three in the division. Stipe 
hopefully he'll get off his ass and fight John Jones. I'm sorry. That's why I said, man, I want to hear that fire department nonsense. He ain't, come on, man. He's probably like the chief of the lieutenant. He ain't really going to buildings like that. I know that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, we appreciate his service. You certainly do. And see, you maintain a second job with messing around with the UFC. You don't sit up there and quit your main job. Although, like, the oh, man, did you see what happened to the uh, Philly? The Dawkins brothers? Oh. And I understand, like, the cops, I, now I know full well Philly cops gave Chris an ultimatum. I have no doubt about that. But I, if I was Chris, I, I would have tried to figure that one out. Quit the uh, police department? No. That's the best union in town, Jack. Best retirement package, best union. I know a lot of cops probably, if a cop is listening, he's probably like, nah, man. I was like, listen, look, it's better than what the rest of us got out here. Rest of us don't got Jack. All right? So it's better than nothing. Uh, no, you don't quit it for no UFC, <laughs> to have a contract in the UFC. You know I mean, Kyle's gone. I think he's back, and he's um, but he has a fight scheduled in CFF, back in CFFC. And I don't know, Chris is supposed to be cutting down. I don't know what he's going to do, but he has to get into incredible shape in order to survive. Either, well, heavyweight's kind of out of it, but light heavyweight, is you're still messing with a bunch of heavyweights. Uh, but yeah, so and Curtis is down at number four. So this is a very important matchup. He has to win this matchup here. He's a minus 152 favorite. I am actually going to go with the plus 123 underdog. I mean, Sergey. You know, Russian. Man, it's Russian. Like, you don't know anything about no wrestle? Like, I can't, like, nah, like, there's no way. Now, of course, most people are like, well, what about on standing? You know, it's, it's heavyweight. It's heavyweight. Yeah, I know about the blades, Curtis and his blades. I get that. You know what I mean? Now, of course, uh, Sergey, former Fight Nights Global heavyweight champ team eagles mma moscow you know i just always it's like come on man yeah you're russian <laughs> you know what i mean it's no way he can't have no kind of wrestling defense together so we'll see we'll see um but yeah definitely a very important matchup listen sergey 14 count him 14 finishes via strikes he was knocked out once Okay, by you know, remember that fight with uh, Alistair. But other than that, he has been on a five-fight tear. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, again, these are suspect of su these are this this fight card right here. A truly suspect. This truly suspect. So both men, no submission victories. Neither man has submission victories. Curtis, 12 finishes via strikes. Five wins by decision. So, but yeah, I'm going with the plus 123 underdog. Probably a stupid pick. All right. It's probably a dumbass pick. If you have Curtis, yeah, you probably should bet. But I'll stick with him. Don't be like me. Middleweight, we have Bruno Silva, 22 and 8, versus Brad Tavares, 19 and 7. Brad, who held down that number 15 spot. I mean, he fluctuated between 12 and 15 on the rankings. For years, years, uh, finally, he's finally going from there. Uh, minus 158 favoring this matchup. I just think that Bruno Silva with the height reach, 
I just think that he can get it done because Brad likes to stand and bang. He doesn't want to use his grappling all that much. And Bruno Silva is not the person he really want to be standing and banging with. So I think the underdog can get that done. No, I'm not influenced by Bellator where the underdogs have been coming out left and right, man. No. Bobby Green, 29-14-1, lightweights, hinting at maybe this being the last fight on uh, for him, possibly retiring, going up against Jared Gordon. CFFC, baby, 19-6. and six. I am going with the minus 275 favor in that matchup there. We got F women's flyweight, Brogan Walker. Yep, they kept her, man. Good stuff, out of Invicta, because, you know, she's out of Invicta. They're going to keep her, you know. I'm sorry, Brogan Walker Sanchez, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, going up against Ismin Lucindo, another person who they kept. Yeah, buddy, from the contender. Wait, no, hold on, wait a minute now. I keep thinking I saw her. I keep thinking she was fighting on the contender series. I don't know why I keep thinking that. Don't know why I keep thinking that. And of course, remember she, uh, Miss Walker, uh, tough finals. She had lost to uh, Juliana Miller, who uh, lost herself in her um, facing off against. Yeah, man. Oh, it's Miss Hardy now, Veronica Veronica Hardy now. Yes, indeed, people. Because uh, I'm trying to. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I try it. Sometimes I do this off the top, and I'm like, no, it was Yas Yasmin Halgary, but that was a fight night card. But that was her debut. I thought, man, I thought that was the contender series. Eh? I could have swore. I saw, eh, anyway, anyway, getting old, man. Thirteen and five, five foot three. Now my issue here. My issue here is the, you know, this is a flyweight fight. I guess she just took the fight uh, to, uh, well, yeah, I don't get, I guess she's just taking the fight because she needs to fight, but yeah, her at uh, flyweight, no, she needs to get back down. To, I mean, there's not big height and reach uh, difference between the two. Brogan's kind of small for flyweight as well, five foot three, and five foot three should be a perfect height for flyweight, but you see how big those women are over there. Uh, so... I think uh, Lucinda has to get back down. Has to get back down to straw weight. She is the minus three forty-five favorite in this matchup here, because you know her stand-up is good. I am going to slide some change on Brogan just in case. I'm gonna slide some change on that underdog, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the favorite in that matchup there. The movement and everything. Uh, I just think the striking, the movement, she'll avoid getting uh, and jujitsu. I mean, thirteen five. You know, like some of the women who she's going up against. It shouldn't be any surprise here. Yeah, you know, she should. She should know exactly what broke uh, Brogan is trying to do. So yeah, Jeremiah Wells, Philly baby, CFFC, eleven two and one, going up against the Jedi. Samel's burger. Yeah, boy. 11 and 7, 11 and 4, rather. Jeremiah Wells is a slight favorite in this matchup here. I think Matt has a chance in this one. But I'm going to go. And this is what I'm talking about right here. Come on, Vegas. 
Give us some plus money. So give us some plus money on the pick so we get this parlay plus money as well. Stingy-ass Vegas can't stand it, man. The dudes match up because I think when they do that, they just don't know. They're like, oh, we don't know. So, uh, you know. And then another problem is money didn't move on either one of them because, you know, so many, most of these, these betters are filthy casuals. That's why. I'm going to slide some. Now, now, I'm not sliding. Now, I'm not going, you know, I'm not picking Jeremiah just because he's from Philly, okay? I don't want you to think there's bias in here, man. No, Matt always has a chance. Matt is no joke. Matt always has a chance, and he is always excited. He always brings it. Those are fighters who I keep my eyes on. Y'all sit up there and look at some of these fighters. Yeah, I don't know. Like, stop whining and complaining. Please stop with the whining and complaining, okay? When I point these fighters out, pay attention. You know, pay attention. Like, Bobby Green, I don't like some of his, you know, it's a lot about him I don't like. But consistent, always comes in, makes weight, ready to go. Now, consistently, consistently winning, I wish he would have changed his style up years ago. This man been in the game, my God, a long time. He doesn't seem like he's, he looks so young. But, yeah, he's been in the game a long time, but never changed the style up. It's like, you know, you can't maintain that same style. So, it's not, you know, he, I don't know. He thinks it's like Street Fight or something, but it's MMA. Uh, Bantamweight. Ronnie Yaya, 28-10-1, plus 425. Montel Jackson, 12-2 out of Dana White Contender Series, minus 590. Favorite. You see what I'm saying about the Bantamweight division? You see what I'm saying? Like, look at this experience right here. This... You can't have an 18-year-old in that division. It's insanity, man. It's insa That's what I'm saying. Like, why do people take Dana seriously? I don't understand it. Like, you got Daniel. He picked Daniel Wolf. He got this 18-year-old in here. Like, the man, he, I, man, I wouldn't. He could bark all he wants to. I'm like, man, you better get out of my face, son. Straight up all the barking and whatnot, man. Go piss off somewhere. Anyway, anyway. Featherweight. Norma Damone, 8-2. Minus 120. Because one thing I will say about Dana is that he caved on a lot of things. A lot of things he said back in the day, like no women, for instance. I was like, you stupid. You're dumb. I was watching women in MMA at the time. I was like, you're dumb. Like, he said that while Megumi Fuji was still fighting. Like, you're dumb. That's stupid. Talking some no women fighting. So I don't want to look at these ugly dudes. Do something, man. And he did. He did. He caved on a lot of things. Women, and we got Norma Demo. <laughs> Norma is 8 and 2. She is the minus 120 over Carol Hosa. 16 and 4. We got Brazil versus Brazil. Uh, and I definitely understand these numbers. Now, you know, usually I say, you know, big is just, just being lazy, and then the, you know, damn betters don't know who to pick. I can't blame them, though. I can't blame them because I think Norma should win decisively. But Carol Hosa is no, she, she's someone I've been keeping my eye on in the women's bantamweight division. Norma can't make bantamweight. She was supposed to be cutting down to 135. That seems to be, I don't see how. She seems to have more muscle than she did the last time I saw her. It's like, I don't see how just having 145 division for, you got a champion with a 145 belt. Stop giving Nunez excuses. Just I'm so tired of watching Norma fighting all just fighting anybody. Just just have her, you know what I mean? Just have her go in there. You know, oh man, this oh. It's 145, because see here's the thing. 
you have 145 that shines over at um, Bellator. Bellator of all places, okay? You got Chris Cyborg over there. She's still going. Cass Ngannou, like, again, I've had my issues with her. But this is someone who's from the UFC. Okay, she's still a name. Now, I think she's kind of washed, but still. And then you have PFL doing a 145. A lot of hot prospects going over at PFL right now, mostly in the flyweight division. They're going to pour in in PFL, and it's, they're going to end up outshining, just like one championship, women. You know, now that's 115, 125. I mean, 125 is kind of struggling over there, but 115, 115 is, is you know, the strawweight division. I mean, they call it atom weight over there. But 115 is a division that will always shine. It was always, and whoever has it, it's, it will help them do well. It will help bring attention to them. Because it's nothing like, I hate to say it, but, you know, it shouldn't depend on looks. But it's nothing like a fine woman. There isn't. Yes, I know. Y'all like y'all men. Y'all like your eye candy, y'all male eye candy, candy, but that's slim pickings. I mean, there's too many dudes and y'all can't. Can you give me 10? It'll probably mostly be in the UFC. But if I say give me 10, including a couple hot prospects, you're going to, I'm telling you, it's, I can name a couple over it. My, my list always starts with Bellator, not the UFC. But now, like I said, PFL has hot prospects and one championship. I mean, come on. Do you not know who An Angela Lee is? How do you not know who she is? Talk about fine. Like, no, no, no. And that, that helps advertise. That helps with marketing. That helps to draw attention to it. You can't be screwing around. You know what I mean? So just get Nunez together. I don't know what the hell her problem is, but get her together. This one chance, you know, walk around with two titles and only defending one, and that's once in a while. Like, come on, man. Just defend it against uh, Norma so we can put an end to this. I like look, watching. I like looking at Norma, but come on. Let's put an end to this. Heavyweight, we got Junior Taffa out of Ryzen, 4-0. Yep, that's his brother. We got brothers of other fighters facing off against each other. Muhammad Usman out of PFL. Eight and two, he is the minus one ten. So he's pretty much dead even, dead even. I got Muhammad. I think Muhammad's going to do his thing. He's my pick on the day. Featherweight, we have Francis Francis Marshall out of Dana White's Contender Series seven and zero minus two oh five favorite. William Gomez eleven and two plus one sixty three underdog. I'm going with the favorite in that one. Priscilla, Priscilla Cachuea, the weight bully. I mean, cut her. But you know why she still has a job? Because she knocks women out. You know, Dana loves his finishes. That is the real reason why. And she'll pretty much fight anybody. That's the one thing I will give to her. You know, he calls her. She will show up. Won't make weight. Cheat her ass off. But... She will, you know, she will come through. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm tired of her. Let's just move up the bandway. Just move up the bandway. How hard is that? You know, and it's not, and my issue with fighters who want to cut down, oh, it's too big, so I got to cut down to the small division. Okay, it's not working, though. You know what I mean? Like, Priscilla, Priscilla got the life choked out of her by Jillian Robinson. Like, yo, it's, this isn't going to get any better. Lost to Luana Carolina, 
Molly McCann, and, well, of course, remember when she got damn near beaten to death by Valentina. So you, you're in the wrong division, sweetheart. You're in the wrong goddamn division. You already got beaten to death by the, the current, by a former champion who probably going to get a belt back. You know what I mean? And if she doesn't, things are going to get better with Grasso? <laughs> no. But I expect, uh, now this one right here is my suspect of suspect of suspicious ass picks on this fight card. Because this whole fight card, my picks are completely suspect. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> Priscilla, I'm going with her. I expect her to bum rush Kareem Silva, 15-4. and four. She's a minus 195 under uh, favorite because we expect her to have foot movement get out of the way of the bum rush, um, possibly get uh, way out on the ground and choke the life out of her, same as Savage did. So if you are going to, so my thing is, my suggestion is don't go with this pick. <laughs> don't go with my pick. You go with Kareem Silva, possibly parlay for a submission and, and go from there. But I, I expect Priscilla to use that bantamweight power, cheating uh, cheat ass, Bum rush Kareem like she did, because uh, because you know the problem with the Queen of Violence is she just kind of stays. She still stays mobile. She's been moving a lot better, but you know this is this is teaching. This is footwork being taught to her from Amanda Nunes, who doesn't move all that good. Her footwork is terrible. That's why she kind of kept getting caught with that same jab in her first fight. Now to me, she didn't do all that fantastic in the second in the rematch with uh, Pena, switching stances, but she's still standing there. Like move your feet. Move it, footwork, woman. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's what I saw. So yeah, suspicious. These are some suspect picks. Bantamweight, Dania Bakkeria, 12 and 4. He is a minus 145 favorite. Yes, I'm going with the favorite in that matchup over Brady. Brady. Heinstead, watch watch Brady come in there and beat Dania to death. Six and two, this young man is. He's plus one eighteen underdog. Lord have mercy. I'm going to stop this podcast right here. Do you hear me? Oh man, if you go by my picks, I apologize, Jack. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, that is it, party people. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. This is Suspect Picks. Don't worry. Recaps and Repent will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Don't forget you can always submit questions, whether written or audio, at mmabymillican at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit me up in the DMs. You can also leave audios on Instagram. Just hit me up. Uh, Send a DM. There's a little microphone icon. Press and hold and talk in there yep just remember that's through the dms mma.by.milken is the instagram handle and of course you all know me from twitter don't forget to check out the leg show it's the hottest show in town hottest women daily people hope everybody stay safe stay strong stay positive